All right, man. Welcome to Crow 777 Radio. This is episode 258. Jason Lingren is with me and Kurt Kallenbach is back. And we're going to get into kind of the spiritual aspects of law. And we're going to try to better delineate what it means to still be in the system uh, and what it would mean to be entirely removed from the system and try to address some of the concerns. Can you be out of the system and live like a normal human being. We're going to jump in uh, with all these systems because so many of the law episodes are about the systems that everyone is fed up with. Some people want to be in the system but don't want to be bullied by the system. Some people want to be free of the system. Some people just want to be able to live as they ever did and not get pushed around by corporate policy. And that's why we keep laying down all these different avenues. At some point, I imagine an attractive method will get adopted by a lot of people and it will show for itself what works and what doesn't. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. And good morning, Crow. How's it going? Lovely. And you? Good, but I kind of feel like we just did half a show off the air. Yeah, I kind of got that <laughs> feeling too, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, welcome, Kurt. How are you guys? We're good, man. We're good. So we're going to go at this a little differently than the previous episodes that we've done. Uh, we'll we'll address early systems, spiritual concerns, how things came to be, where they are. I know we're going to talk about Switzerland <laughs> from, <Yeah. laughs> from what we were just saying, because so many people get it wrong. And we're coming into, matter of fact, I'm, I'm, I'm changing my whole view of which age was changing. I'm back around to getting ready to state. I think we're in Aquarius, which is an air sign. And I think we've already done the transition period. Um, it's just, these things are hard because you know me, I want to, I want, where did this come from? Where's the source? But I worked it out in other ways. So we'll see. But having said that, um, we're coming into an age where so many things we didn't used to know, we're going to know. So where should we jump in here, Kurt? Well, I think for me, because there's so many different things going on and so many different folks out there talking about their processes and things, I just want, I want to be very clear. The only thing that's ever stuck in my head ever from my, the beginning of my journey in this nightmare was John 832. That's the only thing I've ever held on to. And John 832 is, and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I've never been interested in anything else, meaning I want to go all the way through to the truth of the matter. That's it. I've never, never cared about being able to operate in the system or anything like that. And I've never been interested in finding a way around anything. I just want the truth. So that's why I say what I say. I do what I do. I'm not interested in pretending at all. I mean, this whole Peter pandemic thing to me, that's exactly what it is. It's a Peter pandemic, Peter Pan. This yep. is an Island of boys that never grew up. And that's what the birth certificate person does to the male. Again, we're going to get into older brother stuff, which is ultimately big brother. And who is big brother? It's us watching over ourselves and self-policing. So we're going to get into all this stuff, but it's going to ultimately come down to one, one thing. And I mean, really one thing, and that is our origin. And that's where I'm going to jump off. All right. Well, I'll set the stage back about as far as I think I can, whatever time that may have been. I can't give you a date because history is a lie agreed upon, but these things are recorded. And so that means the ideas are real. So we'll just take it from there. It's my contention that our woes started with the Temple of Solomon, which lasted 40 years. That was thrown down. We're told people were hauled off into bondage, the priests running those temples. And at some point they got free and were allowed to come back. It is my contention that a man named Ezra rewrote 
portions of the Old Testament, and Hid, who makes up the priestly class of that temple, which we're told is the older brother, Aaron. It is my contention that when he rewrote things, he hid the fact that it was directly still related to Moses, the one. But from there, I think you can jump in because we have pretty much been able to demonstrate things. You know, you hear all these tales about the Templars. Um, these were all, all these power centers are related to what I just told you. There were either 24 or 26 families. I've forgotten since we've done the episode. And that is what brought down Rome from the inside. That is what created the new kind of elite classes in Rome. That is what took over the banking concerns. When you're talking about Templars, when you're talking about the founding of the Vatican, you are talking about this bloodline in my view. And so to take like the Templars, those, those dudes went off to Switzerland, didn't they, Kurt? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's in every movie. I mean, yep. Whenever you see a, a safety deposit box, that safety deposit box evidences your property that's being kept. They are the keepers of the information in that box. Switzerland is the keepers of that information. What is the information they're keeping from you? That information is the most amazing. Actually, it's the most fun stuff I, I, I get to talk about. We've never talked about it before. Well, there's a unique aspect, though. I'll throw it in. Um, why is it that Switzerland back in the day, like if you look at some old cheesy 70s movie like uh, Steve McQueen's The Thomas Fair, Thomas, Thomas Crown Affair. Right. What are they talking about the whole time? Well, they went to Switzerland and it's a numbered account. In other words, you can't tell who owns that account, right? So I'm just setting you up here to show there was a place where the people they wanted to be outside the system could be outside the system. And and let's let's be clear about that concept. The, let's just say the four of us that are on this call right now, and not everybody knows who the four of us are, but let's just say we're sitting around my dining room table and we're playing the game Monopoly. What's interesting is that we're sitting outside of the board itself, and that board, by the way, is flat. So that particular game, that particular territory is an XY axis, flat earth, plane of existence and playing field. Um, I choose the wheelbarrow. There's my character. You guys choose whatever you choose. Who's the top hat, the dog, whatever. The point is, is that in that game, there's a certain kind of money used, monopoly money, but we don't understand that the birth certificated person is the wheelbarrow. It is the dog. It is the top hat. We don't really ever understand because we're immersed in it. We're, we're, we're actually, we're born into it. Like the fish doesn't know it's wet. We're born into a system or a game that everybody believes is reality. But yet we're sitting, we're physically, biologically sitting outside the game. The system that everybody refers to is the game itself. So the problem is, is how do you know what's real and what's not? Well, that's pretty simple if you just back up far enough and realize you're sitting in a chair pushing around a character or, or wearing the clothing of that character. Here's the real problem. We are not. The living being is not in the game. And therefore, since we're not in the game, we don't have to get out of it. What we have to do is recognize that we have, by wearing or donning the vestment of a character in that game, we have subjected ourselves to a rules, a set of rules that are not the laws of nature, nature's God. Again, the living being is subject to the truth, 
whereas the the fictitious character born or or b o r n e born to that game is subject to a different set of standards or rules here's the deal biologically this is fun stuff for me superman he has his fictitious birth certificated kansas based character clark kent but superman's not from kansas he he's not from that farm he is from another planet krypton krypton is the zygote superman is the being that is born of that planet of that zygotic singularity that's where superman is from when he wants to reconnect communicate or commune with his origin what does he do he goes into something that represents communication where does superman go to change from clark kent into superman where does he go he goes in the phone booth he goes into a phone booth which represents communication a line of communication and then he comes out and what is he wearing when superman comes out is as goofy as it may look to us he's donning a cowl and a cape that cape represents something it could it represents the fetal extra embryonic material known as his raiment r a i m e n t his raiment his blanket his cover his protective shield the thing that got him from zero in the womb fertilization to out of the womb into this world that raiment has a different name when he comes out of the womb and 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 it's given a title that raiment becomes what is known as a spiritual vestment the vestment is the capacity the spiritual or ecclesiastical capacity that is required in their courtrooms to deal with this property that has been forsaken or forgotten you can only deal with it while wearing the vestment the raiment the original fetal protective cover that's what people don't understand they think they can go change a name they think they can do all kinds of paperwork but they can't this is about a spiritual reality where you the only way you can prove life and the only way you can have standing which is uprightness is by having the breath of god in you and the only way you can do that is by having a origin a godly origin known as fertilization and then evidence of that godly origin which has been cut off of you when when they cut the umbilical cord and they and they retain they retain that raiment that fetal afterbirth as your godly cover evidencing your godly origin the only way you can protect yourself from this world and from this nonsense is by knowing and claiming that raiment in fact in the movie rain man which is a play on words for raiment who inherits the estate who inherits the millions of dollars raiment i mean rain man inherits the money the living being is cut off from it again this is very simple if you understand the biology it's very simple if you understand that the first will be last and the last will be first which is the first the first is the zygote which is the last the baby that is generated or created within that zygote but when the baby comes out of the womb the last has become first and the first the zygote the extra embryonic material has become last in fact it's even called by its last name the whole idea is spiritual and you're 100% right 
that that if you think that this is about paperwork, you are sadly mistaken. That was a lot. That was a lot. But I mean, it really does come down to uh, what a living being wants from this life. But I think there's no getting around, which is why we keep coming back to you, which is why we had Clint Richards on Um, the spiritual truth of it all is the idea that we're godly. Let me jump in here. Yes, exactly. But here's what's really fun. Didn't Neo also use the phone booth? Yes, because he's also communion, communication, communicating with his origin. When he reconnects the living with that raiment, with that that original aspect, he becomes what? He doesn't he fly up into space like Superman? Yeah, he does. See, see, Superman is you being W-H-O-L-E, whole, because the cowl and the cape represent the cover or the baby blanket known as the raiment. So when you don the cape, the cowl, cowl is another word for what? Call, C-A-U-L, that also is the raiment. All of this amniotic cover, which is your protective coat while you're inside the waters of mother, by the way, if you're cut off, and you're stuck inside mother, which is what the afterbirth is for a while on its own, that's admiralty law. So when they cut the cord and leave a piece of you inside the waters of mother, that's admiralty. That piece of you is subject to admiral because you never leave the waters of mother. Whereas the baby that's cut off comes out and he's defective and he needs salvation and he's an orphan because he doesn't have any connection to parents. That's why the, the phone booth, that's why 1933 had all those. FCC, new FCC rules for federal communication. Those lines of communication tie you back to your bank account. It ties you back to your inheritance. If you can't reconnect with your inheritance, you on the soil become a pauper, vagabond, and fugitive from justice. And not only that, it's the first place they implemented 911. Um, <laughs> I, I we, we could go on and on, you know, and then there's the whole matrix idea, which we're not going to get into. Matrix only means mother. So the, the, the matrix material is the wall of the uterus. If you're still hanging on there like Humpty Dumpty, if you're still stuck on that wall, then you're still, it's contiguous property. You and your mom are, are, are like the Reese's peanut butter cup. You're stuck together and the Reese's peanut butter cup on its own, two separate things creating a new, supposedly new third thing, the Reese's peanut butter cup, when in fact the owners of chocolate and the owners of peanut butter are separate owners. That placenta is a combination of fetal material and maternal material, and they're saying it's a new third person. And that new third person is given the title, in my case, Curtis Richard Kallenbach. Here's what's interesting about that. Da Vinci, when when he hides behind, when he tells the story of this new alias, this new birth certificated alias, he hides it in an anagram called Mona Lisa. When you take Mona Lisa and you and you understand it as it's meant to be, Mona Lisa means alias gnome or alias name. It's an anagram. So again, the birth certificated person becomes an alias gnome and a pretension, a pretentious person or an assumed name. And that assumed name is what 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 your last caller or your last guest was talking about a DBA, an assumed name. That is a mistake. All right. Well. It's a mistake for people who want to be all the way out. It's not a mistake for people who don't want to be all the way out. But I'm I'm with the logic that um, 
you know, Maybe. I'll say two. I'll say two things that kind of back up. First of all, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups tagline is "We're not sorry." Secondarily, the people who created <laughs> Superman. Well, I mean, come on, let's get down to brass tacks. What the hell does that mean? You're selling candy and you're not sorry. What's going on there? Um, but the people who created <laughs> Superman um, stated at one point because I saw uh, the interview and I forget where it is. Uh, it's old. They said, when we created Superman, we knew that it was the only logical evolution for a human being that every year we show up at the Olympics and some dude runs a little faster. We never show up at the Olympics and nobody ever breaks a record. Every time someone in some athletic endeavor, something, it always gets a little bit better, doesn't it? Um, and the idea, and they admitted openly when they created Superman is this is where we have to head. So when we come back, to what you just laid down, not only is where we're about to head, but every effort in the world, like I'll just say it bluntly, someone stole my damn cape, you know? <laughs> and then, well, Batman, Batman wears a cape, Superman wears a cape. Um, a lot of superheroes actually don the, the cowl and the cape. By the way, the cowl, if you, if you understand uh, the vehicle manufacturing, that, that cowl is usually is the one, is the piece on that car or truck that has the, the stamp or the number on it. The cowl does. Just like the birth certificate. Yeah, fun, fun, fun fact here. The zygote. The zygote is something all of us have in common. We all, that's in fact, it's the origin of our species. Uh, and, and at some point, it holds all 46 chromosomes undifferentiated, meaning that it's a singularity. It hasn't subdivided yet or even gone any direction. It, it is truly a, a monad. Here's what's interesting about the zygote, though. It's the only place we're all equal. It's the lowest common denominator because from that point and evolution that from an evolutionary standpoint we all differentiate from the zygote into individuals and so i come out and i'm, I'm the fastest human you guys come out and you're you're the most brilliant you're the greatest artist whatever but we differentiate from the lowest common denominator which is that zygote and so what they did is they created an equality a system of equality based upon the only place where we're equal and the only place we're all equal is at the zygotic level that singularity so they create a document that evidences equality and they issue it as a birth certificate and that's the problem is they're saying now we're all equal when in fact nature abhors equality it's not even it's not existing in nature so we buy into or place our full faith and credit into equality which is that zygotic system but remember they cut the cord they separate us from that origin and then they administrate it for us if we know our origin if we know fertilization's our origin then we don't need the administrative process that's my whole point when we know our godly origin we don't need the administrative so, process. There is no trust in reality. Well, let's cut to the chase here. In your view, why did they take so much effort to become administrators for each fictitious name or the supposed birth, the whole birth event? Why has so much effort been put there? They made it a trust, a collective trust. They, it's communism. When they cut that cord, when the Roman Catholic Church cut that cord and took it up through what's called Unum Sanctum, that afterbirth material was put into a global trust, and now everybody's part of the same public cesspool, the dead entity, the, the, the Leviathan of death. That material, they now have a piece of you DNA, your DNA, on file on their record saying that they can control you through 
that piece of you that you have silently allowed acquiesce. You've allowed it to go into that public trust. And that's why there is no separation of you from the public. There is no such thing as public and private. All that's nonsense. You're either alive or you're dead. If you allow the dead estate to rule, that's the public trust. If you're a living man, you don't need that trust. You don't need any trust because you directly act upon your property. There is no need for a trust for a living man, period. There isn't. Well, that's got to be one hell of an ugly fall. Um, you know, I keep saying this is all unsustainable. What's going on now all around us? This is unsustainable. Uh, it may make misery for some period of time. Lord knows, 50 years, I don't know, two years, maybe 100 years. Who the hell knows? Um, we're going to go through some hard times here because of powerful institutions getting out of hand. But that's got to be an ugly fall, doesn't it? When uh, when messing with divine creations <laughs> finally gets called to task, um, that's going to be a hell of a thing, isn't it? Well, again, it's because I think man innately is good. And I, I know that a lot of people argue with me, but I mean, I've never seen, I mean, when when bad things happen, when nature happens, people come together and help each other. So whether I'm just a, a moron or an optimist, uh, I actually think we always work together. Now, there are the sociopaths, psychopaths, which are indifferent to, to others, and they're, they're going to exist, and they're, they're the problem overall because they rise to the top because they are indifferent. They don't care who they hurt or whatever to get to the top. The point is, is that there is reality, and if, if, if we would start choosing reality instead of manipulation— when, when you put paperwork together, you're trying to manipulate reality. You're trying to manipulate something that is untrue. The birth certificate's untrue because you're alive. If the birth certificate were true, then you would only be representing a dead estate. But you're not because you're alive. So anybody that's trying to manipulate the system has decided that that system is acceptable, meaning the death, the death cult is acceptable. I personally don't think it's acceptable at any level. I prefer to deal with living people all the time, but I don't have that option because I can't walk into a Target store without masking myself up and evidencing death because that's what the mask is. It's a corporate veil, a veil of death. So again, this is not a choice. You can't be both dead and alive. So if you choose life, then you automatically have to be against the death cult. And right now, Rome or the, the birth certificated person evidences a death cult. And if you choose to play on that death cult, then you also choose to play by their rules. There's no two ways about this. That's why I'm emphatic. This is not about choice. You're either dead or alive. There's no straddle on this thing. So those pretending there is are mistaken. Well, I'm going to buffer that a little. Yeah, we have free. <laughs> please, I'm gonna, we have, well, we have free choice here. If someone decides, you know, if they've got Stockholm syndrome and they, syndrome and they decide that they still want to be in the system at some level, that's a choice. And, um, you know, a long time ago, Rose, Jason and I, not even that long ago, we sat down and we said, what are we doing here? Well, we're presenting options. My main point here, Kurt, is we all have choice. And it's unfortunate um, that we've lived in an artificial way for so long that we're now convinced the artificial way is normal, but we're coming into a new era. Um, our capacities are increasing. What we can know is increasing. What we can do is increasing. So all these things are going to come to the fore. And for me, it's, it, you know, what you're saying is provably true. You're either alive or you're dead. 
Um, it's unfortunate if, if you go whole hog with the death thing, cause the truth is you're actually alive. So it's a mishmash of just complete fictitious confusion, but I'll come back around on it again. It's a thing we never address. Why in the hell would a living being be interested in this death cult? Why would they do it? Now, are you going to say that they're mentally deficient sociopaths and that's the reason, or are you going to say what I think? is probably closer to the truth. They're slaved out in their own way to something much worse than we're slaved out to. But what do you think? Why are they doing it? Why would a living man or a woman put all of their life's energy into creating this cult of death? Well, I think that communism for many people is preferable because individual responsibility um, is not required. Meaning that when I get up in the morning, I don't have to do everything myself. I can, I can actually let some of it fall on your shoulders. Meaning if I can't make it today, if I can't feed myself, I can apply for welfare in that death cult and I can take some of what you have on your table and put it on mine. Now, a fully responsible living being within the laws of nature and nature's God doesn't want that. They don't want somebody else to, to supplement their existence. They, they choose completely to rely upon themselves. And again, with, with all liability comes all the voice. If I'm fully liable for my life, you get to say nothing about how I do what I do. As long as I'm willing to share a piece of me with you and you're willing to share a piece of you with me, we all are, are part of the same system where if, you're, if, if you do something, I'm just as guilty. If you commit a crime, I'm just as guilty, which is why they can pull anybody into their court system at any time to represent the criminal. It doesn't matter. That's why this system is so horrible to me. And, and I'm, I'm, I've been really, really quiet or nice on your calls, really nice. And I allow everybody else's ideas to, to flow through and be heard. But I'm telling you right now, they're the most toxic, horrible ideas I've ever personally heard because it, it forces you to share your DNA with the rest of the world. Now you are no longer you, Crow, you, Jason. You're not, you don't get to be you because now you, the very essence of your existence is shared with the rest of the world. You're no longer a private man with private rights and private property. Everything you have through that shared character is shared with everybody else in the public and you have no way to stop it. So you don't, again, I'm, I'm going to keep going back to this. If you choose that, you are allowing your DNA to be shared globally. This, this, I think what's happening in the world and, and Mike Pompeo just recently, they're now talking. The United States is now actually pointing a finger and warning the Vatican about its association with communist China. This is an interesting thing for me because now I realize what's happening. The United States, the country of the United States, which is the, the actually the continental United States of America, they made a deal in 33 with the Vatican. That deal is now falling through. So the United States has to distance itself from that full faith and credit certificate of indulgence that they, they again, they, they stole everything from the American people through that thing. Now they have to, they realize now that the Vatican is going, they're demanding everything, they want everything through the Jesuits, whatever. 
And so the United States is now distancing itself from that system. So they have to point a finger. So they're saying the Vatican's aligning itself with communist China. So we're going to get we're going to separate ourselves from the Vatican. And yet the entire banking system is based upon the full faith and credit or the spirit of the individual being into that that commercial vessel. That's the deal with the devil. I think the United States could come out because the United States is actually the Templars. I think the United States is trying to separate itself from that deal with the devil at this point, but they don't want to tell the truth. They don't want to say that the United States has been in bed with the Vatican since 33. How can they hide it? These things are going to come to light. They can they're going to they're going to come to light. You're absolutely true true on that statement, but I'm what I'm getting at is that the piece of you that's been on deposit is your godly origin. That piece of you that they cut off and took, the taking itself, the word take is larceny. I'm writing another letter because I need to end this shit right now. Here's a line that you guys should never forget. The fact is such severed things that cut umbilical and extra embryonic, such severed things prove beyond a reasonable doubt the partial birth stratagem is a clear act of violence. And what, before I stop, I just want to go to the, the word violence, because I'm going to tell you right now, if you understand that act of violence, that cutting of the umbilical, it is 100% the entire economic system on planet Earth right now. So I'm going to go to Black's Law real quick, and I'm going to go to the word violence so you can see that this violent cutting, this violent piercing, this violent separation, which now has a biological deposit. Would you understand the word violence? This is this is the key to the whole thing. I think the United States wants out of this deal with the devil. So here's the, the, the definition of violence. And when you hear this, remember, when mom's water breaks, what is it called when mom's water breaks? She's going into what? Labor. Oh, she's about to go into labor, yeah. She's going into labor. And, we're, and, and she ends up in a delivery room. So this is the definition of violence. It's so amazing to me because when mom's in there, something happens. Violence, unjust or unwarranted exercise of force. Again, unjust or unwarranted. When they cut that umbilical cord, it's unwarranted. It's unjust. It says of force, usually with the accompaniment of vehemence, outrage, or fury. Physical force unlawfully. Remember, law is... Laws of nature and nature is God. It's it's natural. Physical force unlawfully exercised. Abuse of force, that force which is employed against common right, against the laws and against public liberty. Goes on to say, the exertion of any physical force, here it is, so as to injure, damage, or abuse. That cutting is violence, and here's where it's going to get clear. Violence in labor disputes. Uh-oh, labor disputes. Again, remember, when they cut the cord, they create a tertium quid. They create a, a placenta that goes unclaimed. Nobody claims it. And it has two owners. It is the chocolate and the peanut butter of the Reese's peanut butter cup. But in reality, it's baby's property, the fetal stuff, and mom's property, the maternal. But they give it one title so that there is a labor dispute. So somebody comes in there and claims that person, that third person, that born alive person, which is one USC eight. They're giving opportunity for a dispute to occur. It says violence in labor disputes is not limited to physical contact or injury, but may also include picketing conducted with misleading signs, false statements, publicity. And here it is. And veiled threats 
by words and acts. Veiled threats, that corporate veil, evidences violence against you, the living being. And nobody understands this is a labor dispute. And the labor that is producing you, when they cut that cord, they split your personality, and then you have to fight for your life because the Roman Catholic Church is laying claim to the Mary version or the maternal aspect of that placenta. And when they claim the maternal aspect, they're also claiming the fetal that's still attached or contiguous property. You can't get out of this. You can pretend all you want, but until you give up all your ideas, your false ideas, and go back to reality and say, listen, my origin's fertilization and everything that came from fertilization is my property. That means all of the fetal property, which the medical definition is, the fetus and its accompanying membrane. If they don't deliver all of that, it's a partial birth abortion, and the aborted materials is, is the labor dispute. I'm telling you right now, there's no, you can't pretend this away. So, you can't pretend it away. Okay, so let's. what does it look like? Does that mean a living being living their life simply making the claim that you've so succinctly laid out? Because to do anything more is to interact with a system which you have shunned and called fraudulent. And yet, nonetheless, when you're going to go get your donut this morning so you can live, <laughs> you're going to put some fiat on the counter and you're going to walk into the system to do it. So this is the ongoing problem. This is the on. I mean, I get that if you really want to be the godly being, you don't give a damn. You take what comes and you stand your ground. This is pointed out in scripture over and over and over and over. You might get beat up. You might get worse. You might get jailed, you, but doesn't matter. You stand your ground for what you know to be correct. But let's come back to reality. We've got living men and women stuck in a system. And so what does it look like to, I don't know, is make the claim, even the right words to enforce the fact that you're a living being and that when you came through the birth canal, everything that came with you is yours. That when you were back at the zygote and granted the divine spark, that too was granted. I didn't say gifted. I said granted to the about to be living being. What does it look like? Well, the birth date is the only fraud. In other words, that arbitrary artificial point on a continuous timeline from fertilization to last breath is one life. If they put a dot or a marker on your property line, your timeline, they have left their property or what looks like their property on your land. Let's, let's make this simple. I'm looking out at my backyard right now. Somebody drives into my driveway with a brand spanking new Ferrari. They leave the Ferrari in my backyard. And I, by the way, it's my yard. You can say that I have a lodeal title. I don't care. It's my yard. It's provably my property. They leave a brand spanking new Ferrari on my land. They leave the keys in it and the title. They walk away never to be heard from again. Whose property is the Ferrari? Well, I suppose possession is nine-tenths of the law. I don't know where to go here. I guess it's yours. They left it. They did. And that birth person, when you know your origin is fertilization, the timeline is it, it is whole. It's uncut. So it is, I'm not dead. That means that when they leave their certificated vessel on my property, whose property is it then? See, if you claim a birthday, you don't have, you don't have life because you've forsaken life and you've taken on only the Ferrari. You actually think you are the Ferrari. But when they leave the Ferrari on your living land and leave the keys in it and they leave the title, 
that's your property. So you don't have to change anything. You can't, you don't have to change the name from Ferrari to Kallenbach. You have, you don't have to change anything. They gave you a vessel to use in commerce that is not liable. My point is you cannot be the Ferrari. When you claim the birthday, that's the starting point of the Ferrari. But when you go all the way back, you have a unbroken timeline or a piece of land, a lifetime, that they now deposited their property on your land. This is mental gymnastics for most people. It's really easy. I already own the land, and they put a Ferrari on it. How did you come to own the land? The land began at fertilization. So what did you do when the municipality said, hey, man, this isn't your land. You're just using it. There it is. There's the presumption that's not true. They don't say that. I'm telling you right now, they don't say that. I'm telling you right now. They say that to a hell of a lot of people. No, they don't country. because you, no, Crow, you've never known anybody to claim fertilization. So that's an untrue statement. So wait a minute. You're saying that the simple act of claiming your origin point at your origin point is enough to fend off all these yes, false claims. Yes, hundred percent of the time, hundred percent. So you're insinuating that everyone at your I, No, I'm not insinuating. I'm saying it. Okay. So <laughs> let me rephrase. So you're stating outright that your municipality, your man on the street wearing the police uniform, they'll all just back right the hell off when you no, make that No, no, I didn't say that. I said So that there's I, the problem. No, what happens is is they might invite me to the show. But That's if everything say is no, go- right? You're you're not No, I'm not going to say no. I'm not no, I'm not going to argue. I'm going to prove the truth of the matter and they're going to not require me to show up in their theater. Who what I'm you, getting at is who will you prove it to, to avoid your ticket to their theater? Who will I've you prove done, it to? No, I'm, I've already done it, bro. And, and that's why when I hear people say they got to do paperwork, I cringe because to do paperwork is to acknowledge the law. So, so how did you prove it? And to who did you prove it to? I prove it to the people, the only people that count to me understand that when, when you know your origin is godly, guess who's on your side? Everybody's on your side because they're trying to correct you 24 seven. They're trying to keep, they keep trying to tell you, do not claim that birthday. Hell that the birth certificate, you can't even use it for identification because it's a dead body. They keep telling everybody the truth, but nobody listens. So do you have an ID? Does who have an ID? Who are you talking to right now? Do you, the living man that I am speaking to have an identification card in your wallet? I have a driver's license in my wallet that per chapter 12 of the 67th Congress in 1921 says the driver's license is not necessary when both terminal points are on the continental United States. So does it affect me the same way as it affects you? Absolutely not. how, How did you get that? How did I get what? The card you just described. The difference is between who has the card. If you're only acting as a trustee, then that that driver's license becomes detrimental. If you're the owner of the property, which that prop, which that state issued property is representing, you're not in trouble. There's All right, I'm, diff- gonna, I'm gonna try to do a reach around the other way and see if I can get where I'm going here. You got a card. That card is paper. To get that card, you had to file paper. Is all that correct? You're talking about the law of necessity now, right? No, I'm asking you a direct question. You got a card no one else has. That card is paper from a system that seemingly you would have had to generate paper to get. Is and any where, of that correct? And where and where does the name on that card come from, Crow? 
Dude, I'm still stuck on. Uh, how no, I'm, I'm, I'm asking. No, I, no, you have to answer. You have to answer this first. Where does the name on their trust property come from? Where does it originate? At the port of entry. Upon whose property? Well, this is the argument. They're going to claim it's theirs. But they can't. See, this is where it becomes nonsensical. That placenta that was given that title, that Curtis Richard Kallenbach certificate, they cannot make that claim because if they do that, they expose themselves to fraud. So they which, never which go- they do a thousand times a day in the time we've no, been No, they don't because nobody knows their fucking origin, bro. That's my point. Everybody no. keeps claiming the birthday, right, which yeah. is the fraud. We're splitting a P into 64 pieces and acting no, that, like- No, no, we're not. I'm staying We, we kind of are because we're kind of saying here because they were unaware that somehow it was different, but it's not different. It's based on a derivative that is not true. It may be a fact, but it's only a fact upon the cut. When there is no cut because it's an uncut life, then their ideals- disappear. They don't have the land. They have no standing themselves. If I take away the land that they think they're standing on, they have no standing in the courtroom and everything gets tossed long before you ever show up. But it's it going to take it, it's going to take an appearance to prove that no, that's it isn't. true, isn't you it? You cannot No, it's not. No, if you do everything up front, which is what you're supposed to do anyway administratively, if you administratively handle this before you ever show up there, you do not read. Okay, now we're getting to where I'm trying to be. The administration up front. So let's get into doing the administration up front properly. And I already know, everybody knows, we all know (laughs) where, where we all started. That's been stated verbatim a few times and it's been stated in every show so let's just assume everybody knows where they began in an unbroken timeline and not marking the birth date as the beginning of a life okay let's get back to the proper administrative process up front as you stated if someone else wants to take advantage of this new godly knowledge that they've been handed here what is the proper course of action administratively up front I know I didn't blow that question. That seemed pretty intact question. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> this is if, if there is a country, if there is a president of that country, and you don't want to deal with the minions who do not know, where would you, and, and again, I'm not going to call them your excellency because that's a bunch of nonsense. But the president, which by definition, president means a celebrant at a Eucharist, which is the body and blood of Christ, which is the amnion. So there's only one guy in the country celebrating your origin called the president of the United States. What I'm getting at, if all of that's true, and it is, where would you start? Would you start with him and maybe the diocese? Now we're, now we're getting somewhere. That was a roundabout way of saying the administrative process properly instituted from the beginning goes straight to what we call the president. I would, by the way, the executive or the head, which we've all been decapitated because we never act through the executive ideas. Remember that the federal government's called what? The executive branch. The executive branch has its own department of justice. This is a paternal or patriotic position that's representing the father within the equation of mom and dad. When you take on the certificated placenta, all that's there is mother and child. It falls under the the 1921 
Shepherd Towner Act of abandoned families. When the father returns, and the only way to do that is through the federal government, federal meaning man's covenant with God, and when you finally understand that you have to be whole, that sounded funny, have to be whole, W-H-O-L-E, when you're whole, you have all the authority. You are the only authority. Okay, so hold on, man. That's been state. We, we get that. Anyone who doesn't get that is not paying attention. Let's get back to the administrative process. Let's get back to the president of the United States. There's got to be a process there where you're claiming the only man celebrating a fraudulent Eucharist at your expense is that man, whoever's acting that role out, that titled role called the president of the United States. As of 1933, that's that's a true statement. Okay, so as of 1933. So to properly inform the fraudsters that you're no longer subject to their fraud, I hope I'm phrasing this question properly, you're going to inform the head of the fraudsters, known as the man acting as the president of the United States, whoever that may be, or, or could be a woman at this point, couldn't it? Well, I guess it's not going to be this time, but anyhow, you get where I'm going. You're going to inform them that you know your origin point. There's an unbroken timeline. Violent fraud was done against you. You might even add in during a labor dispute, however you choose to point it out. And then you have notified the system from the outset of your effort to extract yourself from the fiction, fraud, and ungodly life that has been built up around you. Tell me where I got that wrong. The only thing I would add to that is that that's all I'm doing. I am stating the truth of the matter. I'm not arguing. I'm not even calling their position or their system fraud. Why? Because the 330 million people that choose to live as children within the Peter pandemic, the 330 million people that choose that communist system, I don't care what they choose. All I'm doing is letting the president, the celebrant of the Eucharist for 330 million people, know that there's one out there that should not be uh, a problem, should not be viewed or dealt with at the same childish level. So are you Another, making a claim or are you making a statement to this I, man? I'm making a statement. Okay. I'm letting him know the truth of the matter. I am not arguing. I'm just, and by the way, I'm not asking permission either. Yeah, if you would have made a claim there, that would have been a problem. So I'm with you. You're making a statement. I, I'm only making a statement about the truth of the matter. I don't argue with anybody. In or fact, a proclamation, maybe the, 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 the people that I know that find their way through this nonsense are people that do not argue. All they do is do the same thing three times. They state the truth, state the truth, state the truth, and the, and, and the courts let them go. It has nothing to do with paperwork. It has to do with the truth, which okay, is why now we're, now we're getting somewhere. The because number one contrary thing. <laughs> to popular belief, we are all connected in this world. Whether we choose to be responsible solely for ourselves or not, we have brothers and sisters everywhere. And if we forget them, then I'm not interested in that conversation. I don't give a damn who I'm talking to. There are other lives here. And yes, you are your damn brother's keeper. Oh, wait a minute. Now let me, oh, thank you. That was the greatest segue I've ever heard. I am not my brother's keeper as you are defining it because well, by me, I beg to differ. You have to have a care for other living beings. And if that's you want to, that's not split, what you said. If, well, that's if you, you want to split words, well, keeper might be a strong word, but in the context of it, what it basically means is, am I responsible for my brother? No, 
you're not responsible per se, but in a way you are. If your brother is dying, yeah, damn well, get off your ass and go help him. Because if you don't, then how do you claim any godly origin? That's right. one of the pillars of Satanism, the self-centered right. idea. Well, well, wait a minute here, though, and here's why that's such a dangerous statement. What you just made, to me, makes me cringe. Because when you're talking about Aaron and Moses, who are actually one and the same being, what happens is, is they split one into two and, and said there are, they are brothers, when in fact there's only one. So to be your brother's keeper is to jail yourself. When I allow a piece of me... That was a poor choice of words. I get where you're going and I accept So when, when, when somebody calls me brother and it's not a part right. of my direct family I, I members... That's the communist public pool speaking. Okay, I'm with you. The literal and now, interpretation. And now I am tethered to the biological deposit in the banking system, and I become surety for that brother. When, in fact, when I'm W-H-O-L-E, there is no brother, there is no other, meaning that I am not bound to a non-existent brother. They split the zygote by cutting the umbilical. They say that you have a twin brother, a DNA brother, that is a debtor, that is part of a system, when in fact it's not true. That's why the truth sets you free. That's why I, I, I'm with you. I accept what you've laid John, down. John, poor, John, poor choice of words, but I think you I, understand what I'm getting at. There are other be living clear. beings that have been trapped. Be and clear so, then, because I'll stand okay. up for you. I'll stand up for Jason, but right. do not call me brother, because by doing so, I enter, if I agree with you, and just by being a nice guy, I enter into the public cesspool of, of I, forgotten I DNA. I understand where you're going. The main okay. point here is for a living being to have recognized the path to freedom and recognized the veil that's been pulled over our eyes and the <laughs> lies that we've been surrounded with and the false reality that we've almost been forced in a way. Because when this began, we were not old enough or competent to understand anything. So when we started to go along on this thing called life, we were told this is normal. This is reality. So for the mind that finally gets to the point, are you going to take the tack that you don't give a damn about all the others? Because it's one thing to at least make an effort for all the others. I'm not going to suggest you're responsible for the others because that's a poor choice of words on my part. You're not. But you can't ignore the others, can you? Well, here's, here's the thing is, if you knew how much my wife and I do and give, I'm, I'm going to say this, and this is a recording. I know for a fact my wife just, just probably in the last day or so, gave away $30,000. So okay. I, I don't need somebody to tell me that. But what I'm getting at is that they have used the love that we have for each other against us. That's what they're doing. They're using our, our love for each other against us by putting us into a common public pool system where we all become our brother's jailers. That's what keeper means. Keeper means to jail. So by me holding you responsible, I keep you in jail. By me even not knowing that the split, the, the cut, the, the cut umbilical created a false light brother that doesn't exist because I'm only one, I'm not two. When they split me and put me into the public pool, they made me 
part of a global family and they're saying that I'm responsible for that family. Let me let me do one more thing. I know we're running well, out of time. Well, hold on, hour. hold on. We're completely out of time. We've got to wrap, Kurt. So okay, the okay, idea okay. that you have in your mind, we gotta we gotta pull this together. So that brings hour one of episode two hundred and fifty-eight to a close. Join us at Crow Triple Seven Radio.com, C R R O W seven 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 radio.com. See you on the other side. There it is, man. Cheers. Is the enemy of knowing.